Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jacob Albrot, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is a Reaction Monday here on Sports Daily. Glad to be with you. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester here. Uh, Jad Chambers producing for us. Man in that IHOP hotline at 869-1240. Just brought to you by IHOP. Guests can enjoy a home-style turkey stuffing dinner, roasted turkey gravy over cornbread stuffing, served with a choice of two dinner entree sides. It is open for you the whole way. Our regularly scheduled Monday guest, Ray Islada, is going to join us tomorrow. Uh, So it is your IHOP hotline today. On it, you'll have a chance to win some prizes. We'll give away some movie tickets. The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. We'll give you a sneak peek chance Thursday, that this Thursday, Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. We'll give away some HTO, tea, and coffee. Lots to get to today, lots to give away, and some fun with you. Thanks for listening here on KFH. Thanks for watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. You can leave us comments there. You can uh, tweet at us or X at us uh, at the show, at our own handles, whatever you want to do to get in touch with the program today. Let's react. It is Reaction Monday. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. Good weekend. Got a chance to watch quite a bit of football this weekend, which was nice, uh, mainly because, and I know that you can relate to this, Jacob, um, my toddler uh, gave me a cold for like the fourth time in three months. You've got kids. You know they just are, like they're just covered in germs all the time. And so a little under the weather this weekend, just had a good chance to like lay on the couch and watch football. We had a bout with one of our own uh, that started uh, at the end of the day Friday. Uh, we, we've got the – it's what it is. We, my wife and I were just talking about that, like your Petri dishes. And yeah. anytime we have visitors or guests, I feel like our kids get them sick because they haven't built up that immunity to just how kids are kind of always sick, especially during the winter time. Yep. Like they're never all three of mine, like not sick ever until we get to the spring. So – uh, and, and I know most people relate, and hopefully it builds all of our immunities, and yeah. we'll just keep telling ourselves that, and it'll be fine. My uh, my wife said this weekend, she's like, how can you have a cold again? And I said, honey, like, our toddler just, like, sneezes in my face, coughs in my mouth, like, just comes up and wants to give me a hug and just, like, you know, coughs all over me. What Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, nothing. Get sick and uh, just move on with life. That's, that's the way it is. Uh, let's... Let's talk about – I don't even know where to go today. So the Chiefs were off. I know where to go. I don't know where to start. Um, you had college basketball yesterday, but I think we start with Saturday and college football as we begin to set up the Sunflower Showdown this weekend. Um, you know, a predictable outcome for K-State, one that we certainly wanted to see for the Wildcats, 
as they just smash Baylor. Uh, they do it, you know, on the ground with the running backs this time, which was good to see. And they do it, you know, through the air as much as they needed to with Will Howard. And it was another Will Howard game. I think, uh, you know, we've all known for a little while that's the way it's going to go here uh, down the stretch. 59-25, I mean, I, I, it's it's probably exactly what we wanted to see, Tommy. Like, we, that's what it's certainly what we needed to see after the tough loss to Texas, that they would put that behind him and bounce back. They did, and now you just roll on forward. What's crazy is Oklahoma State lost and didn't look very good, and you sit here as we are about to talk about Kansas in a minute, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute here. Like, uh, there may have been a chance. Unfortunately, Kansas didn't get it done. Another injury at quarterback, and... You know, they, they almost did. They almost had it. That was a tough way to lose it, to to go down and get it tied. And then, you know, you're you're behind tr- freshman Cole Ballard because Jason Bean leaves the game early. And then Texas Tech drives right back down, gets their field goal. Uh, that's the end of it. But, man, when Oklahoma State lost, I was just, oh, no. Like, it was it just, like, loomed larger. Yeah, and, and Oklahoma State didn't just lose. I mean, they got crushed. And I was, they were my favorite bet of the week. Too. I was surprised yeah. when I saw I, I was keeping up with the, the score updates in that game. And uh, I, I was shocked. I, I had an idea like I had a thought that it was going to be a tougher game for Oklahoma State, considering that I feel like UCF has underperformed this season. And I thought that Oklahoma State was due, uh, you know, to kind of come down a couple notches. But I certainly didn't think that it was going to be that big of a deficit for Oklahoma State. I mean, early on in the game, they were down, what, like 21 nothing or something like that. Uh, I mean, they just absolutely got dominated. And so absolutely a missed opportunity, really, for both KU and K-State, both of those teams losing to Oklahoma State uh, earlier this season. The, the, either one of those teams win that game against the Cowboys. It could be a completely different scenario right now. Well, look, hope is alive for K-State, right, because – they sit at five and two. They they need Oklahoma State to lose again, and this is just me. I haven't read this, so this is me like just trying to decipher how this could play out. So Oklahoma, Iowa State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State are five and two. Kansas State, of course, won Farmageddon, and so it's like, well, what? So you you I think they would tie break over Iowa State, correct? They need Oklahoma correct. State to lose, and then I don't know what happens with Oklahoma who has BYU and TCU to finish, who bounced back very nicely against West Virginia. Oklahoma did. So I don't know what the scenario with Oklahoma is on tie breaks. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it's kind of there for them, too, now. Like, you just need every, you need Oklahoma and Oklahoma State to lose again and to win out, and K-State's got a shot here. Oklahoma State losing is a big deal because we didn't think that looking at the end of their schedule that there was any chance they'd lose, you know, twice especially once now it's kind of there and the way they played you're like okay well if they're not at home they got a chance to lose right so I don't know here like I I don't know it all depends on that tiebreaker between K-State maybe you've seen this I have not yeah so we'll ask later in the week yeah I I looked it up and this is according to 247sports.com the Big 12 official tiebreaker procedures if two teams are tied uh, then at that point so if two teams are tied for second place the two-team tiebreaker policy will apply, and the winner will be the number two seed and visiting team. Uh, okay, so here's what it is. Win percentage against the next highest-placed common opponent in the standings. 
based on record in all games played within the conference proceeding through the standings. So I guess so that would mean basically strength of schedule. Strength of schedule. I guess the, so the next highest place common opponent in the standings. So did both of those teams play Iowa State? I would imagine that would be what it would that be the next tiebreaker would be well does it okay but so Texas is excluded there because they both played Texas and obviously Oklahoma played them better. Right. Um I no, think it would be yeah, OU. So I think Oklahoma OU would have the tiebreaker at that point. Oklahoma beat Iowa by 30. Yeah. And Kansas State, uh, sorry, Iowa State by 30. Kansas State finishes with Iowa State. So they didn't they haven't played Farm again. Why was I thinking they already won that? So they've got two rivalry games coming down the stretch here. So they would essentially, if both teams win, it would become a situation where K-State's got to try to beat Iowa State by more than 30. Is that right? We'll I think it's, this uh, yeah, I think it's just the win percentage. I'm not sure it's, I don't know if it's about the, the margin, margin of, victory? of victory. I'm not sure that's what it is. Yeah, because then it's going to come into strength of schedule, right? So I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll dig into this. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald on later in the week. We'll have Wyatt Thompson in later. I mean, the reality is you just have to, you just have to win. And this is the problem with, you know, an uneven schedule, but it is what it is. I mean, they're going to have to deal with this down the road too, but yeah, you've got to just keep winning. And the door is back open with Oklahoma state, all that with K state. That's even tougher for Kansas, Tommy, because you know, like if they don't have that situation and, you know, probably I think we can watch that game play out and in fairness, think KU wins that game with Jason Bean. I don't think that's out of the realm of, you know, discussion here. And had that happened, I mean, they're looking real good. They're looking real good. They, you know, they're 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 at that point, they become they would take all the tiebreakers and be in good shape. But that's not what we're faced with. And so I, I guess I'm thinking like which loss feels worse, the K State loss to Texas or that KU lost to Tech. I still think it's the K State lost to Texas. But they were both that kind of like just gut wrenching loss. Yeah, there's a few different times in the KU Texas Tech game on Saturday that you can look back on just missed opportunities that had things gone a little bit differently for the Jayhawks, they could have won the game with Cole Ballard, the third string freshman quarterback under center for Kansas. I thought he played pretty well coming in and, you know, not really having any kind of experience at that level. I thought he showed really good poise. Uh, I, I felt like he showed pretty good athleticism. That's a tough position to be in. And you and I were texting during the game, and I kind of felt like the, the Jayhawks have nothing to lose other than just let him go up there and just let it fly. And well, they did. He threw they it 20 did. times. Threw that's it pretty – I mean, that's more than Jason Bean throws yeah. it when he's in there. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, it was fine. Look, I got – Kansas, that that's a brutal situation to be in, and they still almost won the game. I I uh, it, it's funny to me if you believe in planetary alignment, and you believe in destiny and Lance Leipold staying forever. I kept thinking to myself, and maybe I text you this, or, or I think I said it. I was on CBS Sports Radio, so I probably said this to the national audience because they're not as in tune with what's happening. I'm like guys, if Lance Leipold finds a way to take Kansas through this game and win. He will be the top candidate for every job. Now that didn't happen, and so how much are people paying attention? I don't know, because they'll now not be playing for a Big Twelve championship or anything like that. Texas A and M just came open, and Texas A and M bought out for like ninety million dollars or more, depending on how much the assistants get bought out for. They are going to 
probably, if I had to guess, if they get, if it gets into a situation where they're trying to talk somebody into it, you may have a situation where we're looking at one of, if not the highest paid coach in college football, because they are desperate. They have all the money in the world, just like Texas does, and they want to get this thing done. So, and they fire Jimbo Fisher here at a time where they're going to be aggressive, right? They have to try and make sure they keep recruits and all that kind of stuff. So, like planetary alignment and everything. Let's say Leipold gets that win and KU goes and figures out a way to play for a Big 12 championship and all those things. Like he's going to be, and he may already be, in on the A&M job. A&M and Michigan State are very, very different, Tommy. Like A&M has had the top recruiting class or one of the every year for five or six years. I don't know why they can't win. I don't know what the problem has been. But Lance Leipold's the exact kind of coach that they need, right? A guy that can then win those games, you know, with those players. I don't I I'm I'm don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying, like that I think Lance Leipold's taking the AM job. I have no idea. No clue. But I think they'll be interested in him. And, you know, that those dots have already been connected. I'm not breaking news here. But had they won that game somehow and figured out a way to get into like a Big Twelve championship game and all those things Things may work out differently. I think sometimes you just got to trust fate a little bit and say, you know what? Whatever happens, it's been a great year for Kansas, and who knows what happens down the road. But maybe in five years you look back and you say, God, what if they'd have won that game? Like what if yeah. they would have won that game and, and figured out a way that A&M just, just made him an offer he couldn't refuse? I've seen both Leipold and Chris Kleiman's name connected to Texas A&M. Right. I mean, that's – and that's the nature of the beast. We talk about it all the time, about how you've got two coaches that have turned programs around and are doing really well and you know, being connected to jobs. My only hesitation with thinking either one of those guys will be the next Texas A&M head coach has nothing to do with either of their interest in the job. It has to do with the perception of the Texas A&M job. You know, Jimbo Fisher won a national championship at Florida State. I would imagine Texas A&M they're going to want to have a huge, major, massive splash. Somebody that is a big name nationally. He was their splash. He was but their I think splash. They, I think that they have the money and the perception oh, sure. of their program to go out there and do that again. I think somebody on the national stage, I've seen a couple of names that I, I mean, I think either one of them would be a slam dunk for Texas A&M and Kalen DeBoer from Washington and Dan Lanning from Oregon. Both of those guys you know, look like they're going to be headed into the Big Ten next year with their respective programs. Both programs are top tier in the country nationally. Um, you know, and, and you've got all these resources in the SEC with an opportunity to take Texas A&M to the next level. I think both of those names are bigger splashes than Leipold or Kleiman. I, I mean, I think that Leipold or Kleiman would do a great job in that role, but I, I'm not sure that Texas A&M is going to want to go and be and with the perception that they're bringing in a coach from the Big Twelve, you know what I mean? Like I just I'm not sure that that's going to happen. They're they're going, Tommy. I'll make you a prediction right this second. They're hiring Mike Elko. Yeah, Elko spent the Elko spent four years at A and M as defensive coordinator. It's the natural fit, right? It's the natural y- fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes sense too. Like he he's going to be all the only the only thing about that is that he was a Jimbo Fisher guy. Like, that'd be the only thing that would make me wonder about that, right, is because he was a Jimbo Fisher guy. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they would hold that against him. 
but he makes the most sense far and away at this very moment right? because he's already got the connection there. But I'll tell you right now, and this has nothing to do with I, – I hope Lance Leipold and Chris Kleiman coach at their respective places for the next decade. I think either one of those guys is exactly what A&M needs, right, which is just an absolute football coach who knows how to win games. And Because here's the thing at A&M. Like, sometimes I think they overthink the recruiting aspect. A&M is, especially in an NIL world, never going to have an issue recruiting ever again. They will be fine. They, they have all the money in the world. It's the same money that's at Texas. It's oil money. It's energy money. It is endless. And so, like, whoever they hire doesn't have to be as locked in there. And, of course, that's important. I just think with NIL, it's going to take care of itself. Right. And so, you got to go was just the Jimbo get a great— Fisher, that was the Jimbo Fisher issue, right? It wasn't that there was a lack of recruiting. It was the fact that Absolutely. they underachieved. He wasn't able to coach yes. them to victories, yes. right? When they so, had all the resources and all the recruiting power and all of that, he just couldn't win football games. That's why I think they need to go the route that K-State and KU went. They were smart. Both universities were smart. They went and focused more on guys that just know how to win football games. And where did they find them? Lower levels, essentially. And I know and I know, Leipold had put in his time. But you know, you're talking about his time at Buffalo. But his, his teeth were chopped. That's not the right word. His teeth were cut there you uh, go. In, in Division Three, right? And, and Leipold in FCS. So... And uh, climbing an FCS. So, uh, like, those are just winning coaches. Yeah. And and it's translated, right, in the facilities and NIL. And, and now all that stuff, it doesn't take care of itself, but it does more than it used to. Yeah. And so if you're A&M, like, you don't ha- – you, you're going to put together these kinds of classes no matter what you do. You've got to go find the program builder that just flat wins, that has none of the drama – off the field, is never going to, like, cause a controversy. Just, like, really good dudes that are lifers that know how to win football games. And I don't know enough about Elko to know if he is that. I'm not sure. But Kleiman and Leipold are. And, like, they're the first names on my list or first of names on my list, if I'm A&M. It's not, even more than, you know, maybe maybe Washington would make some sense. But Dan Lanning at Oregon, like, you know, like, that's splashy. I don't think A&M needs splashy. He's an SEC I think guy. Need... You know, Dan Lanning spent quite a bit of time I, in the yeah. SEC. You know, he's got that he, But they're going to the Big Ten, too. Yeah. They're going to the Big Ten, too, and they may not need those kinds of jobs. That's not that much of a step up anymore. And look, I think that you and I and anybody who follows the Big 12, it's really easy for us to say, oh, A&M should seriously look at Lance Leipold or Chris Kleiman. But think about the perception of the Big 12 football product in comparison Fine. to the SEC football product. A&M left the Big 12 to go to the SEC. I'm not sure the perception is quite there positively enough with the donors and the boosters. It doesn't matter what Leipold and Kleiman have done but at their respective can't. programs. I'm just saying I think the perception with the big money, the oil money, all of that is – well, we don't. We left the Big Twelve. We we feel like SEC football is better. We need to. We don't need to be grabbing a, a head coach from a Big Twelve program. That's why I think Elko makes sense. I think Lane Kiffin makes sense. I think that Dan Lanning makes sense. I think that those names are more likely. I think that Leipold or Kleiman is a smart choice to at least look at. But I'm not sure that that's the direction A and M is going to go. A and M is about to buy out Jimbo Fisher for a hundred million dollars. Right. I think if there's ever been a time. That they're like, you know what? I don't care what people think. 
we just have to make because they're going to love them as soon as they win 10 games. Yeah. So like you, you just got to go get the person that you think will. Perception is reality, I, be, though. Perception I'd be is scared reality. to death. I think you I'd and be I scared to death here, if I was K-State. You and I can sit I'd, here I'd be scared big, to death. Well, you and I can sit here in Big 12 country and talk all day long about how great Leipold and Climate are. In College Station, you know, in Tuscaloosa, in other places in, in Big it does, in but SEC That's not what country, I'm saying. I'm just not sure that's going to go over well. I'm saying if you're the athletic administrator, not if you're the fanboy, right? Not yeah. if you're in the 12th man or, or whatever. Like you got to make a hire that wins games because the splash hire is not what's important. It's A&M. They don't need a splash hire. They need 10 wins, right? They need to compete for SEC championships. And if you're if you're trying to make a natural fit to the culture of that school and all the tradition and everything, I'd be scared if I was both Kansas and Kansas State because there are two guys that make a lot of sense. Now, all that being said, I'm not – trying to say that they would leave for the job at all just saying that they probably and certainly will be candidates for the job and that's always frightening when you've got a school that's going to pay and recruit like a&m does a&m is not the same as michigan state a&m is not the same as nebraska like this is a premier job and i know you know you can laugh at that all you want with every they they put a hundred thousand people plus at every game they have all the money in the world and they recruit like crazy. That's a premier job. One of the top, probably, I don't know, Tommy, five to ten, right? It's it's a top job in the country. Wins have not been there for them, but they're about to go pay for those wins as much as they can. We'll just cross our fingers and hope that Leipold and Kleiman stay right where they are for us around here because they're perfect fits where they are now, and they both said they want to stay. So we'll see. Yeah, by the way. I would love to hire Jimbo Fisher's agent. I mean, the amount of money that he's getting to not oh coach. God. For the next he what, just, eight years, he just Come reset on. the bar on buyouts. Oh my god! Uh, like that is, and I, you know, I always ask the question: Why would college guys want to go coach in the NFL? Why, you know, why would they want? This is why they'd want to stay in college. These well, buyouts are getting out of control. And also, with this kind of buyout, I never want to hear again that players shouldn't get paid. They shouldn't have opportunities for NIL. With the amount of money that Jimbo Fisher is making to not coach, come on now. It's uh. Yeah, put that in the column of the blatantly obvious. We could never afford to pay those players. How many how many years could you get players paid for a hundred million for a coach not to coach? A decade probably? Ten million a year? Would that cover the you know the payroll of a, of, of the players there at AM? I think it'd probably be I, I think it'd probably take care of it. Good goodness gracious. 869-1240 is the number to call. What do you think, KUK State fans? Are you worried at all when you see that kind of job come open? And by the way, Mississippi State just did too. Uh, teams more eager to pull the trigger than ever before with the early signing period. Uh, but we'll get into that. We can continue that discussion. We can talk a little college hoops. We want to look back at the day in the NFL as well. No Chiefs, but plenty of games that mean something to them. We'll discuss it all on Sports Daily as we roll forward here on a Monday. Primetime NFL games from Westwood One, available live for free tonight on the Odyssey app. Tune tune in over on KNSS for Monday Night Football. Bills hosting the Broncos. Simply download the Odyssey app and search for KNSS at kickoff. Uh, It's on KNSS because you got K-State hoops tonight against South Dakota State on KFH right here. Uh, Coverage begins at 6. Really excited about that game. That's 
I, I think that may be the best early season game that, that we need to take the most from of what we'll see. K-State tonight in action. Uh, Wichita State won last night against Friends. They shot the three a little better. You know, there's not a ton of things to take away from that. It was against Friends, but... You know, it was nice to see them shoot it a little better. We can get more into those things as we make our way through. Don't forget on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. It's open for you. We'll have it open. We'll have some contests, some giveaways as we make our way through the program today. Um, Tommy, let's let's look at the NFL Sunday here. It was it was an interesting week. Um, I, I mean, of course, that the headline to me is that the Texans were able to beat the Bengals. And... I'm going to tell you, as I traded C.J. Stroud to you in a keeper league, um, C.J. Stroud needs to be an MVP candidate. I told you right? that a week like, ago. You were like, oh, I, no, you know, rookie of the year, I can see that, but I don't know about MVP. Well, because there's not much precedent for it historically. It's been since Jim Brown. and But but the reality is, like, who who is it going to be? There is no definitive answer yet, right? Not, not yet, there's not. Like, I've seen... Jalen Hurts. I, I looked at the odds yesterday, and I put a little scratch on this, Tommy. You know what? I, 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 after that game yesterday, I was able to get C.J. Stroud at 40-1. to 1. Yeah. 40-1. to 1. I mean, we're talking like, hang on a minute here. How is he 40-1, to 1, right? I, I, I don't know where that ranks, and I'll pull this up right now. Um, let's go to... Uh, let's go to Vegas Insider and see where he ranks right now because they sort of take a collective of it. And he's down. Here are the names he's below right now. And this was – this is this year. Why is Aaron Rodgers still even on this list? This I, I don't know if this is up to date here. But, um, I, I mean, you're going to see Dak Prescott ahead of him. You're going to see Burrow. You're going to see Lamar Jackson, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. At minimum, you will see those names ahead of him. Um, you know, you may see Lamar Jackson in there. Tommy, he's better than most of those guys. Like, def- like without question, definitively, the amount of comebacks, all of these things. I mean, come on now. Like, it's not – there are not that many better MVP candidates. Here's what, you know, FanDuel has right now. They have – Patrick Mahomes, Hurts, Tua, Lamar, and Josh Allen ahead of Stroud. They've now adjusted Stroud to 20-1 to 1 there. I think it was DraftKings where I got him at 40-1 to 1 after that game. But like, he's having a better season than Patrick Mahomes. Like, not even close. Uh, I, I think he's having a better season. I think he's having a better season than all of those guys, quite frankly. Yeah, there's not another quarterback playing right now as well as C.J. Stroud is playing. And it's remarkable to me that they completely, basically rebuilt their team, right? In the draft with Stroud, with Will Anderson, brand new head coach in D'Amico Ryans. Then they get these skill position players that we saw a little bit from a year ago in Damian Pierce and Nico Collins, but Tank Dell is coming out of nowhere. Noah Brown, I know you know about Noah Brown, uh, but man, that guy came out of nowhere, I feel like, this season and has just stepped up in a huge way. And they've got Devin Singletary, who looks better than he's ever looked in his NFL career. So, I mean, they can't run the ball. Like, that's the first game they've run. I know that's the first time they've run the ball all year. Like, they they have had hell trying to run the ball, and it's a run offense. That's a part of why he's why I think he like when you really mix it all in, and people might say Mahomes because of what he's working with. 
look at what look at what CJ Stroud's working with. Yeah, right. Like it's been remarkable, and they're winning games. They just went to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals. Right, and it looked like. Like they were like it looked like ten different times they were gonna. It's, it's like up oh, here comes Cincinnati. I know that because I bet Cincinnati, and it's like they never could get it done. And when push came to shove, they came down and they made the big play when they had. Like what we're seeing from him, you you could replace everything and put Mahomes on the back of his jersey, Tommy, and he would be a runaway favorite for MVP. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's what we're looking at with the Texans. And by the way, if the season ended right now. The Texans would be in the playoffs. They're, they're a playoff team as of right now. But what we saw from them and what was so impressive as I watched that game yesterday was the fact that they got out to a lead. They let Cincinnati back into it. Some questionable clock management, I think, from the Texans late in the game. Cincinnati is able to tie it. And then the resolve of C.J. Stroud to lead a game-winning drive with the, with the kicker coming off the street. And the Chiefs know, like Chiefs fans know about Matt Amendola not a great kicker, but he comes in because Fairbairn is injured and hits the, the walk-off field goal to win the game for the Texans in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Super impressive. Not just the individual stats that Stroud was able to put up, but the fact that they were able to lead a game-winning drive and get the win on the road in Cincinnati. I mean, it's a team that I wouldn't want to go up against in the playoffs right now. So he's second in the league in yards right now, and he's played – uh, a f- one fewer game than Sam Howe, the leader. So there's that for you. He would be the leader if they all played the same amount of games. His touchdown to interception ratio is the best. I mean, he's he's thrown that that interception he threw late in the game, Tommy. It's the second interception he's thrown all year. Yep, he's played every game. Okay, he's got 15 touchdowns, which is you know right. It's probably in the second tier there. And his passer rating is, you know, and again, passer rating can be a little bit deceptive, but it's inside the top five or six, I think, with Kirk Cousins hurt now. Like, all the things. And then, so so that already makes you an MVP candidate, right? You have to have the stats. But the MVP race always in the NFL gets, you know, it gets around storylines. And when you consider storylines, and you consider that it's the Texans— and you consider that people thought they might be in the mix for the first pick overall again this year, and that they've had a myriad of injuries, you know, on that offense. I, I talked to I talked to Will Kunkel, who's in Houston now working and, and used to be here. You might recognize that name about Stroud before Sunday. I talked to him Saturday. And like it's it's unbelievable what they're dealing with. And he brought up the point then, like this is designed to be a run-based offense and they can't run the ball. I think they're on their third or fourth center this year. Like the injuries across the offensive line they've dealt with, you know, like the the names at wide receiver that look great now that nobody knew about before, right? With Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Robert Woods has given them very little to nothing. Noah Brown's been this revelation. Like there's a reason Noah Brown's a revelation, right? And it's because their quarterback's playing out of his mind right now. He can run a little bit. Like, when you think about all the storylines, he's got all of it. And if he continues this, I'm telling you, if he continues this and they don't just, like, fall off a cliff and he doesn't, when you when we're stacking up resumes, I, I don't, you know, I know Mahomes is the odds-on favorite, and I think baked into that is the fact that they think the Chiefs will finish strong and that offense will get better. But if you had to give an MVP trophy today, you're not giving it to Mahomes. No. 
I mean, maybe you could make a case for Tua, but they haven't beat anybody good. Stroud has done it all. They just went to Cincinnati and beat them. I mean, it's it's unreal. Yeah, and- I, I didn't think there was any way they could win that game. Yeah, have you looked at the AFC playoff picture today? I mean, it's absolutely no. insane. I mean, Kansas City at 7-2. and two, You know, they've got the number one overall seed. They won by not playing yesterday. And then you've got the yeah. Bengals losing, the Ravens losing, the Jags losing, the Chargers losing. Like, just a remarkable day for Kansas City, and they didn't play a game. Baltimore, the number two seed. Jacksonville, the number three seed. Miami, the number four seed. Pittsburgh at 6-3. and three. Pittsburgh at 6-3. and three is the number five seed. Cleveland is the number six seed. Houston is number seven. Then you've got Cincinnati, Buffalo, right there at five and four, Indianapolis, Vegas, and the Chargers and the Jets. Like, it, they're all right there within a couple of games. Like, we're, we're not going to have a clear view of the entire AFC playoff picture. In, in, I mean, it's going to come down probably to the final game of the season because you've got such a log jam right there in the middle. But with the Bills and the Bengals, like, they're – basically on the outside looking in right now it's that's not gonna i mean the Bengals are gonna be fine they made some mistakes but you got to remember too like the Bengals defense had been leading them through this surge and houston and cj stroud just did it again like it's crazy it is crazy to think about this nfl season when you when you consider that stroud nobody was talking about stroud Right, it was Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, and then there was some buzz about Will Levis. Why? Because Stroud didn't do well on some test, or and and I don't think either of us were down on Stroud. I had no opinion really on Stroud. Like I didn't know what to think about Stroud, but and, and I've listened to people that watch a lot of tape talk about him, and it's like the throws that he's making apparently, and we don't see this in a game, are throws that some of the best quarterbacks in football make in the sense that guys are not open when he's throwing the ball. He is throwing them open. And that's just not something apparently that you ever see from rookies. I was just, I was having a conversation with my nephew, who's a big sports junkie. And we were talking about some of the same stuff you and I were with Justin Herbert. And he's like, oh, Herbert's overrated and all that. I'm like, actually, he's not like, let's look at this a little bit. Some of the same stuff I've said over and over and over again. Then we started talking about Stroud. And I said, Look, Stroud may be the best rookie quarterback we've ever seen. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's not better than Dak. And I'm like, yes, he is. Like, here, look, the proof is in the pudding. He's, he's having a better year than Dak had his rookie year. Herbert sort of reset the standard. And he's putting up those kinds of numbers. But when you think about the roster he's doing it on and the wins that they're compiling, it's all there. I don't think right now in, you know, on November 13th, Tommy, that there's a better MVP candidate than C.J. Stroud. I'm glad that you finally are coming around on Maybe this. Maybe Tyreek Hill. I mean, you're you're a week after me in saying that because I feel like what he's done, and it hasn't just been the last couple of weeks. I mean, basically, take a look at what he's done throughout the entire season. It took him a little bit to get his footing, but there's not a better quarterback playing right now. And, you know, I think I tweeted it yesterday. There's not a better quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes in the NFL right now than C.J. Stroud. And even the way that they've played recently, Stroud is playing better than Mahomes. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that, I mean, you put You're it, saying you put playing on, better. Playing You're better. not saying better than. You're saying, saying talented, playing better. Right, I'm saying playing better right now than Patrick Mahomes. Right. There's not another one outside of C.J. Stroud. 
CJ Stroud's playing better than Patrick Mahomes? If we're just saying playing better, no, it's no, not close. Patrick I'm Mahomes saying, isn't playing well at all. I'm saying CJ Stroud is playing better than Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a better yeah. quarterback than Stroud is, yes. but Stroud is 100%. playing better than Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I've and been Burrow's on, a better quarterback, and yeah, I've yeah, been, I've I, been, I get what you're yeah, saying. I've been on the, the so Stroud for here's MVP what here's why, though. Like, you're you're giving me grief for not being on this. They, they have not had a win like they had yesterday on the road at Cincinnati. Now, they beat Jacksonville earlier in the year. Yeah. But otherwise, he hasn't had the opportunity to have, like, the spotlight all to himself. I'm talking about MVP candidate, And what he did against the the Buccaneers a week ago was incredible also. Like, we've had a couple of weeks of him having but But they also lost to the Panthers. They also lost to the Panthers, and he was a non-factor. So he's had plenty holding him back from it. But that's the kind of win when you're in the big window of the NFL and everybody's paying attention. That's the kind of thing where it's like, Hang on a minute. By the Let's way, look at this body just, of work here. They didn't just beat the Jags. They beat the Jags by 20 points yeah. earlier this I season. Know. They beat the Steelers, another playoff team, by 24. Like they're they're right there. They, they are they, they're a great team. They are. They well, yes. I, I I don't know that they're a great team, but he's a great quarterback. And look, they they lost to the Falcons and they lost to the, I think everybody's been looking for reasons for it to come back down to earth. He just went to Cincinnati and beat the hottest team in football against a defense that was playing as good as any in football lately, and he beat Joe Burrow, right? And he beat Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow came back a couple of times. He just went to Cincinnati and beat Joe Burrow. Yikes. It's awesome. I love it. What a great story. And good for the fans of Houston who have had to deal with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson for a while. They deserve it. This is fantastic. One of the best stories for a quarterback we've seen in a long time, and I'm I'm here for all of it. I, I love it. But anyway, we'll talk around about the rest of the games as we wrap up the first hour. Coming right back on the way out. Let's uh let's give something away here, Jad. Let's start with movie tickets, sneak peek, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I finished the book over the weekend, Tommy. It was really, really, really good. I hope the movie's as good as the book. Uh, Thursday night. That's this week. Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. You can get a pair of tickets right now by calling us on the IHOP hotline 869-1240. We'll be right back. Nice job, Daniel. Went in the Hunger Games tickets. Uh, enjoy the movie on us here. Thanks to Boulevard Town West Theaters for hooking us up with those. We'll give away some HTO in the second hour, so stay tuned for your chance to win that on the IHOP hotline. Pick results are in. Tommy makes up a little ground again, makes up three games on Paul. Now just four games back of both Paul and I, who are tied for the lead. So uh, you've had a good couple of weeks. I hope your wallet has been reflective of that. I've got a problem with my bets, Tommy. So... People probably haven't noticed it here. Maybe you've noticed it on TV. I've had this little, like, rubber band bracelet. My daughter made it for me. She made that for me right before the postseason of baseball, and it has been my lucky bracelet. Rangers won a World Series. I was on just a scorching hot heater betting. I have lost that bracelet, and all my bets have gone in the toilet the last two weeks. And it's somewhere at home, and I cannot find it. And I don't know what to do. 
because things aren't going well since I lost it. You better find it. I mean, I would imagine that from now on. The until... Rangers may never win the World I, Shohei Otani's in free agency right now. I got to find this bracelet. Well, until you find it, I mean, I think the right thing to do is fade Jacob accordingly. Like, if he's going to yeah. pick a game or, you know, talk about bets, do the exact opposite until he finds that bracelet. Um, no, it's been a good couple of weeks for me. I, I'm Don't call it a comeback. I'm gaining ground. I'm I'm right there. I'm right in the mix. I mean, it was like two weeks ago that I was, gosh, what, like 16 games behind you guys, 17 games, and here I am. Sometimes I'm, I'm you right got to hit rock bottom, you know? It's true. Yeah, you got to hit rock bottom before you can before you can climb back to the top. Yep. Um, I, I will say, though, I, I had like a, a same-game parlay on the uh, the Chargers uh, the Chargers Lions game yesterday that that kind of evened my week out. I think if you put anything on that game that had involved offenses doing well, you probably cashed. Yeah, that game was nuts. <laughs> um, I, I I think that's one of the other things yesterday as we look at the NFL. That was another game I think that kind of told us a lot both ways. I know the Chargers lost, but at least the Chargers for their own sake, and I know this. If you're a Chargers fan, this means nothing to you. But as we're trying to like get a get a grasp on the NFL, they they're they're still able to hang, right? And the Lions for the Lions, you went on the road in a shootout. Are there a lot of people that thought they'd be able to win a shootout? Well, they did. And by the way, they just got David Montgomery back. The Lions are a real problem for the NFC. I think I, I'm I'm ready to say that they've got a chance in that NFC to do something because with Montgomery there. They do have a pretty dynamic and multi multifaceted offense. I don't know what to make yet of them giving up that many points, but you know they 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 were able to get that done. Well, it was another great showing from defensive guru head coach Brandon Staley for the Chargers. I texted you after the game. The Chargers are wasting Justin Herbert and his talent. They are absolutely wasting. I I think I'm I'm obviously coming to you on Stroud. I think you're coming to me on Herbert too, and seeing what I'm talking about. Like it's ridiculous. It's been ridiculous for three years. What they've been. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Doing with him at quarterback. If you watch their games, you're just like, how is this happening? By the way, the Lions went for it. At least one time on like fourth and goal and didn't get it. They they may be able to have scored fifty yesterday. You know they, that offense is dynamic, and when they have David Montgomery there, they're they're crazy. Let's continue to discuss the NFL. We'll go back to college football if you weren't with us earlier in the show. We'll talk about some of the other games there. Get back to K State KU. Look ahead to some college basketball. A lot to get to on a reaction Monday. Uh, in a pretty interesting, honestly, a pretty interesting Monday night football game tonight. We'll give away some HTO in the second hour. Um, So stick with us. Lots to come here on Sports Daily. Hour number two coming right up.